Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is up, students of travel? This is your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE. No matter where you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other audio platform, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. And if you can, rate and review the show. Pop over to the podcast's official website, dbetravel.com, where you can see a list of all the episodes and view some insightful travel blogs. You can keep up with the show on social media too. Make sure to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. Nashville, Tennessee is a city that's rapidly growing in popularity as a top spot for tourists to visit. Sure, there's plenty of cowboy boots and country music, but from its food to the arts to the attractions, Nashville is a city that has a little bit of something for everyone. My guest today is Beth DeLong, a breast cancer survivor and thriver who's always had a love for travel and adventure. Beth has a wonderful blog called Adventure After Cancer. Be sure to check it out. And today we're talking about some of the places and spaces she experienced during a Nashville trip she took a few months ago. Listeners, if you scroll down to the show notes, you can find a link to Beth's blog post about Nashville, which pairs nicely with our conversation today. Let's talk about some of the fun things you might want to add to your Nashville checklist. Here's my interview with Beth DeLong. All right, Beth, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. How are you? Hey, doing great. Thank you. Thanks for asking me to be here. Absolutely. So, Let's start here. Beth, you have a background in biology. You worked as a biologist beginning in 2011. Then in 2018, you were diagnosed with cancer. And currently, you now have this great blog. Um, Can we just kick things off by learning a little bit about your story? Tell us about your journey that I'm sure has had its ups and downs and the role that adventure and travel plays in your life. Absolutely. It's a big question. So, I have always been interested in adventure and travel. I'm, I've always been a bit of an adrenaline junkie. And ever since elementary school, I remember being fascinated by the rainforest of Costa Rica, as well as the pyramids of Egypt. So I've always wanted to travel. And when I graduated college, then I thought I was going to go into forensic science. That was what I really wanted to do. But graduating when the economy crashed, long story short, ended up in fisheries, which is totally not where I had planned on going. But it turned out to be this amazing opportunity because I I worked on Bering Sea fishing boats in 2011. And so being able to travel to Alaska, but then also having this work hard, play hard lifestyle, I could work hard for a couple months and then take a couple months off and go travel. So I was able to feed that addiction for travel in a way that I totally had not anticipated my life going. Uh, until 2018 when I was diagnosed with breast cancer and had to be home for a couple years for treatment. So, and you ended up getting through breast cancer and it's certainly inspiring. And it's really cool to see that, you know, adventure and travel kind of um, has always been a part of what you do and has always been something that's so interesting to you. And not too terribly long ago, you visited Nashville and turned your trip into a blog post. Um, I loved how you recapped your trip And I think you made some great stops in the Music City. So let's talk about some things that you did in Nashville that you might recommend for other visitors. First, how would you describe the city of Nashville to someone who's never been there? 
this was my first trip and it was totally it was very surprising um i would say nashville is very vibrant uh that's the word that kind of came to mind thinking about it was you know some cities you go to and it's just kind of this architectural landscape and um concrete city and so you have to dig a little bit more to find the personality of the city and nashville's it's pretty out there it's it's in your face this is what we do um but there's a lot of, of different personality to it. It's not just barbecue and cowboy boots and country music, like kind of the stereotype has it. I agree. And I think a lot of people kind of have that, you know, perception going in that that's all it is, the cowboy boots and, you know, Broadway and, and the bars and things like that. But it really is a great city that reaches a lot of different people with a lot of different interests. Um, so you stayed at the Hilton Nashville Green Hills during your time in Nashville. Um, and it sounds like it had some great amenities and is super close to the famous Bluebird Cafe. How was your stay at the Hilton Nashville Green Hills? And can you explain what the Bluebird Cafe is? Sure. So the the hotel was fantastic. Um, it had a beautiful view of like the rolling hills beyond Nashville. Uh, so it didn't so much have a view of downtown, but the beautiful views there. There was a rooftop bar and pool so you could hang out there. The lobby was lovely. There was a lot of seating area, a couple restaurants and bars inside, um, a private parking garage. So it was a really nice hotel to stay at. And it was only about 15 minutes from downtown. So pretty much everything we wanted to do was within 15 to 30 minutes, which was great for location. Um, so for those who want to go to the Bluebird Cafe, it's a, a very historic, famous cafe, um, or I guess venue. It's not even necessarily a cafe, but um, it had very humble beginnings as a cafe. And they would bring in, you know, new music artists and it's a very small venue. I think they only hold about 90 people. Um, and so a lot of, you know, great country music stars have gotten their start by performing there. It's very competitive to be able to perform at this cafe. And since their fame has just exploded because of the TV show Nashville, which I haven't seen, I, I still haven't seen it. But um, yeah, that now they, they book out within minutes of, you know, allowing reservations so it's become a pretty big deal you didn't get the chance to go there right or did you make it to the bluebird cafe we did not get it to we my friend and i had talked about it um but we weren't quite sure what we wanted to do friday night when we got in and so then it was a bit of a last minute thing and since i knew reservations were needed then nah, it didn't work out this time but sometime in the future i think that would be a really cool experience Absolutely. And the good part is, I mean, the good news is, you know, even though you didn't get to it, there's so much in Nashville to experience, um, including Broadway, because whether or not someone's been to Nashville, they've probably heard of Broadway. Um, But for anyone who might not have been or not know about it, can you maybe describe what Broadway is? You got the chance to visit some of the honky tonks and bars. Um, Just tell me about your experience there. Yeah, so I really didn't know much about Nashville before we did this trip. And then I started researching it, you know, trying to get an idea what can we do while we're down there since we only have a weekend. So that was my introduction to learning about Broadway. But it's really cool. It's kind of like Vegas with cowboy boots, which I had not anticipated. But just pretty much all of the bars and of the restaurants there have three levels. Um, Each level tends to have its own vibe. Um, And the third level is almost always a rooftop bar, which is great if you're into people watching and just kind of watching the the scene down below, especially at night. At night, they block off the road so people can walk around and 
um, walk down the streets and everything. So it just has a really cool vibe to it, especially if you're into people watching. But the the first honky tonk that we went to was Tootsie's, which is one of the more famous historic places um, there on the strip. And <laughs> it kind of reminded me of a fraternity or sorority house party with the paint job. It's all purple. Um, and so something about the paint job reminded me of that. But it was a really cool vibe. Um, each floor had its own music style. Um, I think two of the floors had a live band going on. The band was really cool. We hung out on the rooftop. And um, so there were umbrellas there and they had slushies because in September it was still hot outside. And um, so that one was really cool. We spent a couple hours there listening to music. And then we walked down Broadway to the other end of the street and went to Acme Feed and Seed, um, which is a historic building. It used to be an actual you know, feed and seed store and they turned it into a bar. But it has much more the honky-tonk country vibe that I'm comfortable with, more like the dive bar kind of vibe. Um, really cool, like taxidermy on the walls. They had a bluegrass band playing on the first floor. There was a lot of seating. It was a really open area. It was really cool. Uh, and then there are a ton of stairs to go up to the, the rooftop level, but it has a really nice view of the river, a really nice view of Broadway. So in addition to stopping by Tootsie's and Acme Feed and Seed, you also grabbed lunch on Broadway at a place called Casa Rosa, which I believe is owned by Miranda Lambert and it specializes in Tex-Mex, right? So give us a review of, yep. of Casa Rosa. What was the food like and what were the vibes like there? <laughs> it's it's very much kind of the vibe you would anticipate from Miranda Lambert. Very, very country, very Tennessee, but very feminine. Uh, a lot of pink, a lot of rhinestones, a lot of sparkle going on. Um, so if you're if you're not into pink and shiny things, then you know that may not be quite your scene. But it was pretty cool. But the Tex-Mex, the food was delicious, uh, and she had a lot of margarita, tequila type drinks. My friend and I got um, carne asada tacos and uh, an appetizer of nachos, and we weren't sure if that was going to be enough food. But the nacho plate was huge. And it was delicious. And we were just, yeah, it was total food coma. So is it safe to say you'd recommend it for someone uh, if they're looking for food on Broadway? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and our friends ended up eating there before us. We hadn't realized it. And they also love the food. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty awesome place. So in your blog, you also mentioned the murals around Nashville, which are pretty amazing. How did you go about finding some of the murals around town and what were one of your, or two of your favorites? Yeah, the, the mural scene is huge in this city. They are everywhere. Um, and when I was looking up things to do, they, I found a, um, there's not only a mural tour that people can do, but they also kind of have a self-guided tour and they have a list on the official Visit Nashville website that has all the different murals in the city and a map so you can plan out, you know, if you're going to be in one neighborhood, then what are the murals that are around you, uh, which is really helpful because then you could plan out, you know, so that you're not backtracking all over the place. Um, so one favorite, I'm, I'm sure it's pretty much everyone's favorite, is what lifts you. Um, that there are these huge angel wings. If you've spent much time on Instagram looking up Nashville, you've probably seen them. Um, but another one of hers that I really liked, same artist, is on the east end of Nashville. Um, and it's a hot air balloon, but it's really cool because it's it's kind of tucked away. It's much more humble, I guess, than her what lifts you. It's it's not as mainstream, but it, it has an actual hot air balloon basket that you can stand in for the photo op. 
And uh, it's actually her largest hand-painted U.S. mural, which is kind of cool. Um, and another one that I really enjoyed was Make Music, Not War. Not only because it's so fitting with the whole music theme of Nashville, but it's just, it's this small, humble little mural that's kind of tucked into a corner, but it has some, like an ivy that's growing right around it. And so it's a very just charming photogenic mural. I really enjoyed that one. Now, some of the murals that you visited were in Nashville's, uh, one of Nashville's most walkable neighborhoods called 12, 12 South. And in 12 South, you made a stop for coffee at White Bison Coffee. As a coffee drinker myself, I'm sure I would have loved White Bison Coffee. Um, can you tell us a little more about it? Yeah, so it's it's right in the popular area of you know all the shops and everything, Draper James that's um, owned by Reese Witherspoon. So it's right around a bunch of murals, right around a bunch of what's going on in 12th South. But uh, it's a cute little coffee shop that also has a convenience store attached to it. So if you're staying in the area and you want to get some to-go beers or some snacks or anything like that, you can just do it all in one shop, which is kind of nice. Um, but it also has a lot of really awesome seating. So there's seating on the, the ground floor right when you walk in, but also seating up on the upper level that's still within the air conditioning. And then there's an outside area so you can look down on what's going on in town. And there were a lot of students there. Um, it was a great place to kind of hang out, do some work, plug in your laptop and drink some coffee and do your thing. Sounds like good vibes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Beth, last time I was in Nashville, a local recommended that I should check out Printer's Alley, but I just never got to it. Can you uh, tell me more about Printer's Alley? You wrote about it in your blog. Just tell me about its history and can you describe what it is? Yeah, so it's this tucked away alley, obviously, um, but it started off as a place where a lot of newspapers and publishing companies were. I think there were like 36 publishing companies and two major newspapers in there at one time. And it ended up becoming a big deal, especially during prohibition and, and around that area. Um, and they, <laughs> law enforcement was coming and saying, you know, you're not supposed to be selling liquor to these people. And they're like, oh, our customers must be bringing it in in brown bags. We're not doing that, um, even though they were. So they totally got away with it. And now it's just this scene, you know, another music and bar scene. but. It's not far from Broadway, but it definitely does not have the traffic that Broadway does. So it's kind of cool to a little more chill vibe, um, not quite as populated, but still just a really cool atmosphere. To, and there's a variety of bars there. So you can bar hop around and get some different music and different talent and pretty cool area, especially late at night. So in my opinion, Nashville is such a foodie city. We've already talked about Casa Rosa and White Bison Coffee. But you also made stops at Donut Distillery and the Beehive. Would you agree that Nashville is a foodie city? And can you give us a quick review of Donut Distillery and the Beehive? Nashville is absolutely a foodie city, which, yeah, I had not anticipated that at all. Uh, but there was such a variety of food because, you know, it's not just the Tex-Mex. It's not just the barbecue. Uh, there were plant forward restaurants like the beehive um, we had I have to be careful how I say it seitan <laughs> it's a it's a wheat gluten uh, meat alternative um, but my friend had a crunch wrap there at the beehive and I had their chicken Philly and they were really good um, and the portions were huge which I was amazed with 
Um, but it was, it's a small little shop, but it was totally recommended by locals, um, actually in 12 South and donut distillery is basically what it sounds like. They have donuts, but they also have a lot of liquors and alcohol. You can get a, a flight of coffee drinks or of alcoholic drinks. And they're the small mini donuts that have the most random and artistic flavors to them and how some of them, some donut places like that, they just taste like sugar. Donut Distillery, their donuts, if it had a flavor to it, it tasted exactly like that flavor. Like they were so good and so impressive. I had one of each of their 12 flavors and all of them were delicious. Man, that just put me in a mood for donuts right there, that answer. So I love it. (laughs) They're so good. So I want to ask you about one more place that you actually visited at the beginning of your trip. Um, It's a little bit outside of Nashville, but talk to me about the Arrington Vineyards and your experience there. Yes, we ended up going to Arrington instead of Bluebird Cafe when we got there uh, on Friday evening. And I'm all about a winery. I'm, you know, in my blog articles, I try to check out a winery or a a brewery, you know, on each of these day trips that I do. So this, uh, this winery is actually owned by one of the guys from Brooks and Dunn. So it's a huge vineyard but it has a really cool vibe to it. Um, you go in and there's these huge wooden casks that greet you as you're pulling into the parking lot. And there's a little amphitheater with a rolling hill so you can sit at the picnic tables or pull out a blanket and have a picnic with some wine. They have food trucks during the kind of the late spring, um, summer and early fall uh, and beautiful landscaping. If you take one of the trails down, there's a a little barn that's all lit up. I think they were doing a wedding there or something. We were there. It was just, it's a beautiful place. How many, I I guess, how much time could someone, if they were going to visit the vineyards, how much time could they spend there? Do you think? Oh, you, I mean, you could easily spend a whole afternoon or evening. If you get some friends together, get a few bottles, just hang out, have a picnic. Um, I mean, you can make it as as quick as you want to, if you just want to go in and have a quick flight. They don't do by the glass, which is one unfortunate thing, but you can get a flight. They have slushies and bottles. Um, so you can go in, just do a, a quick, let's get meal and, and a bottle, or you can make a whole day of it. It's pretty easy to do. Perfect. So the weekend in Nashville piece that you wrote can be found on your Adventure After Cancer blog. Tell us a little more about Adventure After Cancer. When did you start blogging and what kinds of blogs and content can someone find there? So I started in 2019. That was when I launched it. And I had always thought about starting a travel blog, but I wasn't really sure what my niche would be. And I didn't think I would start it until actually about now, 2022. And then I got diagnosed and thought, well, here's my niche. Like I saw so many people who had been diagnosed with cancer, really struggling to find that vibrancy of life, that love of life again after diagnosis. So I thought if I can provide a blog that inspires people to get back out and explore life and fall in love with it again, um, then that would be amazing. So when I first started my blog, it's it was initially articles on kind of how to prepare for a mastectomy and getting through chemo and radiation, a lot of resources for fellow breast cancer survivors. Um, but then once I got through treatment, then I made it had more of a focus on like retreats for cancer survivors or day trips that people can do, um, day trips that anyone can do. So of course COVID hit then. So I was doing like social distancing day trips. So I 
reduce due day trips around Ohio, try to explore a brewery or a winery and, and make a day of it. And now hoping, hoping to get into you know, bigger travel and bigger road trips. I actually just did a trip to Antarctica, South Georgia and the Falklands. So I'm currently posting about that. That's absolutely amazing. And I have to say your website is really inspiring and I love reading your blogs. Beth, where can people go to stay connected with you and your blog on social media? Yeah, so I'm on adventureaftercancer.net and I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at adventureaftercancer. Awesome. So I have one more question to you before we close the show. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. So I'd like to ask you, are you somebody who considers yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you tell me something one lesson maybe that you've learned along your travel journey? I would absolutely say I'm a student of travel. I did not anticipate how much I would learn, not only about the world, but about myself through travel. Um, and one thing I have learned about life, I guess, is that things always work out. One way or another, things have always worked out. And while traveling, I've gotten myself into a couple pickles um, you know, things that came up that I hadn't anticipated or, or just little snafus with the travel experience. But, you know, there was always either somebody willing to step up and, you know, lend me a cell phone that I could borrow to arrange transportation or um, it just it, people always willing to help you. And I don't think that that's something we hear about enough, especially as solo female travelers. We're kind of, you know, scared away from travel because of safety. And so that's one thing that has always amazed me is the people that are willing to help, how they're willing to help, and that they will stick up for you and step up for you, uh, especially as a solo female traveler. I love it. And that answer, I feel like, kind of aligns with your positivity and your personality from what I know from this conversation. And I really appreciate that insight. So. Um, Beth, thank you so much for for joining me today on the podcast. I I really appreciate it. And um, I had a blast talking about Nashville. Yeah, thanks so much. This has been great. A big DBE thank you to Beth from the Adventure After Cancer blog. There's some places she talked about that I've yet to visit in Nashville, and I'm 100% adding them to my list for next time. Listeners, make sure to take a moment to visit adventureaftercancer.net, where you'll find more wonderful and inspiring blogs. And be sure to follow Beth on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Adventure After Cancer. If you like Destinations Beyond Expectations, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and do me a huge favor, tell a friend about the show. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Have a fabulous rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.